Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing why single mum house sharing could be perfect for you. My name is Lucy Good, and I am the founder of Beanstalk, which is an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. And today I have great pleasure in chatting to Wilhelmina Ford from Share Abode. Um, Willow, as we know her, um, spent most of her working life doing roles that give back to communities and those in need. In fact, in 2008, she started a dog boarding and training facility, which gave up three spaces of dog accommodation to dogs in need of shelter and love. Her mission to connect dogs with new owners was a passion project that ultimately saw her rehome 250 dogs. Um, Willow decided to sell that business in 2017 when her second baby came so she could concentrate on mum life. Um, but three months after having her baby girl, she made the decision to leave her partner and become a single mum to pursue a life of peace, happiness and tranquility. But as everybody listening will probably be nodding at the moment, it wasn't all she found. Amongst the happiness and peace, there were lonely nights, isolation, financial stresses. And when it came to finding a place to rent, um, she was only able to do that with the help of her mother going guarantor and sharing in the rental expenses in exchange for her doing accommodation work, uh, administration work for her mum's business. Um, so a bit of a setup there and a bit of a, a mission to, to find her own place. But it was these experiences which, which drove Willow to create Share Abode, which is an Australian first and a not-for-profit that connects single parents wanting to share the load of rental and living expenses. Welcome to the Beanstalk podcast, Willow. Hi, Lucy. What a fantastic intro. Oh, I, well, I had to include the bit about the dogs because I love the transition from dog to, dogs to humans in there. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um, now, look, you told me some really interesting stats, which was that there were over 961,000 single parents in Australia and two-thirds of them are in poverty. Um, and really, it was this statistic that drove you to create and personally finance Share Abode. So can you just tell us a little bit about this and why that struck a chord with you? And you must remember also, with these statistics, they aren't the most current. They are the consensus before. So I think that was 2000, um, oh, 2006. So they're actually greater than mm. that now. Mm. Yeah. Ever growing, aren't they? ever growing and I don't really know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but they are ever growing and yet they did lead me to basically discover share a boat I just felt that you know my story of how I became a single mom isn't as bad as a lot of people that become single moms you know I had it easy I think and if I've had it easy and it was difficult then there's got to be a bunch of people out there 961,000 of them that are struggling more mm. and I just feel that with a community so large, there needs to be so much more empowerment and education and assistance that isn't from the government or private sectors, that it's really from our own community because our own community really are the only ones that know what we're going through and what we really need. And that's what I felt. Yes, I've only been a single mum for a little while, but I still feel like I know what a lot of them are going through and I am still in the midst of it. So I feel like I can offer quite a realistic take 
and, you know, tools that can really endeavor to help them and their children. Mm, yeah, and I, I often say, actually, only a single mum can truly understand the experiences and the sort of bittersweet feeling of, of being a single mum. And, and, and it's very unique, isn't it? And we, we do get each other. So you do need to have single mums helping single mums with these kind of things. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the guy sitting behind the desk in his government agency that wants to give people discounted housing or benefits, they, they just don't get it. They don't mm. get how challenge it can be so yeah I'd, I'd just I just want to help every single person I can <laughs> <laughs> oh you're so lovely <laughs> and you are you're already helping people and I see it every day but look let's let's delve in a little bit more I've got some questions for you about home sharing as a single mum so I'll I'll start with these um, and you can tell us a bit more for the listeners and see if it's something that they might like to do so for the single um you know, for, for the single mums home share for a number of different reasons, but I think the most obvious one, I don't know whether you would agree, but it is to save money. So can you talk us through all the wonderful ways that single mums can save when they share a home? Yeah, absolutely. Money is a driving factor, definitely. It is really hard to make ends meet with childcare so expensive and limited sort of times that we get to work part-time or in between our schools, school times. So money is definitely a driving factor. Um, and money isn't just rent, so it comes in the form of, you know, everything that you pay monthly, your electricity, your TV, any subscriptions, the internet, the mullerman, you know, anything that you need to pay. Basically, the more money that you put into your, the more, the less money you're putting out, the more money you can put into your pocket. That's what mm -hmm. I like to mm -hmm. say. So if you can save on your rent and you can save on your utilities, you're probably going to do yourself a big service and save half as much as what you would normally pay. But aside from all of the money things, uh, there is the reduction of your financial obligations. So money is always a big thing. It is a big stress. You have to work twice as hard. You know, you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to work twice as hard. It gets you much more tired. Sometimes you can get depressed by it. So alleviating that money issue really can give you a healthier interaction with yourself. It can take away all the depression and all the stresses. And that makes you a better parent in the long run. I feel like when I'm on a happier vibration and I'm not struggling financially because my bills are part of someone else's bills, it's a much happier existence. So that's really important because I know that if you don't have good mind, you don't have good life. Mm. It's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, the resource, the other thing I found for me is that the resource of having another single mum is a benefit of savings savings as well. So you save your time. So, you know, not only do we have to make money, we have to clean the house, we have to pack the lunches, we have to take the kids to school, we have to do the job of two people by ourselves. So that's also really difficult. So if you've got another single mom and you guys have a really good relationship together, then you can make things much more easier with each other. So, you know, oh, Lucy, you know, I need my kids picked up at four, but I have to work till five. Is there any way that you can do it? So you can actually really become quite beneficial in so many different ways and you become quite reliant on each other. Yeah. And I think that's really important, you know, to have that reliance on someone else you know, you tend to, you know, we're, we're wired differently as single mums. I think, you know, we're, we're hard and we're fast and we go hard and we don't stop. And that's really fantastic and that's really courageous. But we also need to not be too proud to rely on other people because it does benefit our kids when we can do that. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so if you've got, if you have to spend less time doing things like washing and vacuuming and mopping, you can structure it to be a shared load of responsibility between yourself 
another mom and also the kids. So it grows them up to become responsible, which is really, really important as well. You know, as a single mom, our kids are normally quite structured anyway because we have limited time and resources. This way it makes it a little bit easier for them and it can be quite fun too, you know. Penny takes out this one and Adam will take out that one and you can share the load with the kids quite well. Um, you know, what else is there? I feel like there's the emotional uh, the emotional issues are much easier. You know, you're not sitting at home and drinking a glass of red wine by yourself, like feeling all mopey. Instead, you're drinking a glass of red wine with someone who is a friend and you are actually conversing in things that might be happier. So you're actually bringing your vibration up higher. Mm. So all around, it's very much a, a well-being um, positive well-being house kind of vibe that it all gives off. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, and, you know, when it comes to money, I think people underestimate the fact that, you know, if, if you – and I have to make this clear because a lot of people think, oh, no, I'm going to live like on top of someone else, and it's not really how it works. In my experience with the women that I'm dealing with, you know, if, if my rent is 250 and their rent is 250 I can afford a house that's four, $500. So that's a big house. So I don't have to live on top of someone else and I can get my own space and I can get my own time and if I want to come out and say hi, I can come out and say hi. So it's really important to realize you're actually getting better value for your money. And yes, so, definitely, yes. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a really important point that you made as well about, you know, saving money is all about saving time as well. And single mums are incredibly time poor. So if you aren't paying as much for your rent you perhaps don't need to work as many hours or you can work the same amount of hours but you've got extra money to go on holiday so your quality of life is improving in so many areas by saving that money um, and in fact I'd say that in many ways it would be life-changing oh, absolutely life-changing everyone I know <clears throat> who has done it it's been life-changing and it's not even about, you know, oh, I'm going to do it for six months or I'll do it for 12 months and that's my lease. Nowadays, all across the world, there are many, many news articles coming out about women who like each other so much and their kids like each other so much, they've gone and purchased a house together, which is huge. Mm, and they've rented out a room to another single mom. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you can do. You can buy a piece of land and do two separate dwellings and you're still paying the same amount. Mm, yeah, it's just about sort of putting your resources together and finding the like-minded person to do it. So I know that some ladies listening will see the money side of it as a red flag. Um, dealing with another person, someone you don't necessarily know that well straight away, um, is not all, you know, and their money side of things, it's not always the best combo. So what's your advice to the single mums who would see this as a block to home sharing? You know, my, I believe that um, any relationship that you have has to have an arrangement that has really clear and intentional boundaries. If you don't have clear and intentional boundaries, common goals, then you are going to have a few stumbling blocks. When you have your guidelines and you have your rules set down in paper and agreed upon, and I'm talking about an actual lease and an actual written down boundary, signed together, both on the same page, you're going to actually have a lot more success than, oh, we're just going to like see how it goes because you need to have clear intentions. You do that with your kids, you do that with your workmates, you do that with your friends and your family. So why wouldn't you do it with someone that you're going to live with? Why not? I mean, that's even more important to do it with someone you're going to live with. I mean, like I always say, a car can't travel to a destination without petrol and a road and neither can a house share experience work without direction, rules and support. If you don't have where you're going to go in your mind for both of you, 
then you are going to have a lot of trouble. So I always say, and I only said this the other day, actually, to another lady I'm trying to um, set up with another single mom, is that she, they need to be on the same level. So if you're connecting with and connecting with someone, you need to do it in a way that's very structured. So I say take it stepping stone. You know, you can basically meet them, you can talk to them on the phone, you can do emails, meet them in person without your kids and then go with your kids and have a weekend here with your kids and and actually do it like you are already doing it and then you will find out all the little idiosyncrasies of each other and see if it's really going to work and if it's worthwhile doing. At the end of the day, you know, I, you know, share a boat doesn't really go so much into how the human dynamics you know, how to solve everyone's problems because they are so varied because we are all humans. But things such as Easy Share, which is a free app, I highly recommend for anyone going into the co-living experience. It takes away that financial stress that you have, which is such an issue for every person in a relationship. And it basically collects everyone's share of the rent and the bills and it pays them directly for you. So they direct debit out of your account and it doesn't cost anything and they do it for you. So that takes away the equation. They deal with you. Oh, hey, you're minus $60. You need to pay that. They actually talk to me personally instead of to my house sharing person. So it takes away that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have any of that horrible financial discussion you would normally do. Mm-hmm. I also have a free ebook which I did, which is like 100 and something pages. Uh, and I send that to every single person who signs up. Uh, it's also it's got all the recommended steps um, that can really help down break all the fe- break down all your fears and your worries of house sharing. So there's seven steps, and that's what I just basically um, spoke about. But I go into the mindset of people. You know the seven steps. You know conflict resolution and having clear boundaries and showing that you know if you have an open communication and building the trust. And I go through a whole lot of human dynamics with that. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty good because what you can also get from that is knowing that the person you're talking to, like, oh, hey, Lucy's on the same page as me. You know, she's reading the same ebook as me. So it really kind of guides you and you can actually do the questionnaires and the answers together. So you really are on the same page. It's like doing a personal development short course. Really, Mm. that's what it's about. Um, it also gives you an insight to how you are, you know, if you are a clean person and you know, you really, really don't want to live with someone who's messy, then you need to make that something really important to you. You know, you, you can't just go, no, that'll be all right, because at the end of the day, it won't be because you're not being true to yourself. So it's really important to be really clear with who you are and who the other person is. Um, you know, I basically just say that, you know, if you're worried, sign up, it's completely free. You will automatically get the ebook. It's a good insight. You can do it for yourself anyway. But you know, if you do all the steps and you are sure that the other person is doing all the steps, you can even ask them because being upfront is a really important quality to, uh, you know, a lasting relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you know that you're basically going to both be as prepped as, mo- as much as possible to have a co-living journey. It's never going to be perfect, but if it was perfect, oh, how boring would that be anyway? Well, yeah, not, nothing is perfect, is it, in life? <laughs> we know that for sure. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because... When you move, when you move in with your partner, who ultimately might be a husband or the father of your kids, you, you do spend a lot of time together. And you were mentioning about spending that time together, going on holidays, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, that's what these single mums need to do. They need to have some experiences together first of all, doing smaller things, and those are the things that can help them to gauge whether they will 
work well together in terms of living under one roof and being able to sort out the complexities of the financial matters as well. So we, it's what we do naturally, isn't it? When we set up home with a partner, we go through it and we do the little things first and then we decide this is working really well. Us two people are going to be okay to live together. So it's just following the same process that we've done previously, but with another single mum, really. Exactly. And in some ways, that's probably easier because you have been through the same experiences, you know, same gender, same experiences. And that's a really uniting thing. Yes, it is. It certainly is. And I just love the fact that there's an app for this as well, for being able to help with these finances, because there has to be an app for everything nowadays, doesn't there? (laughs) It's amazing. Um, But yeah, what was the name of that app again? It's called Easy Share. Okay, easy share. Okay, and that's something you would recommend to any single mums who go through you and find a home. Absolutely, yeah. I definitely recommend it. I've spoken to the developer of it and, you know, really the way that he's a very smart man and he's really good at his algorithms and he came up with it because of basically when he was living with someone, all the finances got strained and then they had to call the whole thing off and it just became World War Three. and he vowed never to let this happen to anyone again. So he just developed it and now it's there for everyone to use. Mm. And I think once the financial issues are sorted and there's no stress around those, you can actually move on and get on and make make everything else work can't you but all the while you've got financial issues in the way they're going to affect every other part of your living arrangement and we know that because financial stresses are just awful to have for, for everybody so get those out the way first of all get the app get yourself sorted and then you can move on and concentrate on other things such as what are you going to watch on Netflix in the evening <laughs> And what wine are you going to have on Saturday night, red or white? They're the important things to be thinking about. (laughs) Okay, so look, we've already touched on this. We've touched on the financial um, and on the emotional benefits of sharing a home with another single mother and her family. Is there anything else that you'd like to let the listeners know? Any other really cool benefits of sharing your home with another single mum? Yeah, you know, it's, I would say every single thing that you currently do in your life right now, daily, is something which can be shared with another single mum. That's the benefit. Every single thing, your household duties to keep the household thriving, your cooking, your cleaning, your maintenance, laundry, it can all be on a set roster with everyone taking a turn. Hey, I'm doing wipes. Anyone got any wipes? It doesn't have to be separated. In fact, you only need one washing machine. So, you know, kind of like, you know, your commodity use is half as much as you would normally do. Why not sell the appliances, use the other person's and, you know, with that money, split it and go go crazy for one night. You know, it's like, you know, you're only limited by your imagination with that kind of stuff. I mean, the other thing that's really important, which I don't mention a lot because I feel like uh, it's kind of intrinsic, you know, how mummies the kids are. But it's really important to say that, you know, the kids are incorporated into every single thing you do in your life. So anything you do with co-living, the kids are also incorporated into it. And it can be really fun. You can get them to take turns for, to learn about responsibility, take garbage out, set the table, do the dishes. Uh, you can also do things like they can set the table one night, the other one does the dishes. You can have, you know, little parties, you know, together in the lounge room without having to invite a myriad of different kids over. Basically... You are doing half as much as you would normally do to keep productive and efficient. And who doesn't want that? I mean, I would love to be able to have 
someone <clears throat> vacuum every second week for me. Yes. If I wasn't vacuuming for that hour, I could sit and read a book, mm. you know, and it's not like they're doing something that I'm not doing because it's shared. It's absolutely shared. So, you know, you could have a bubble bath. They could vacuum. You could have a bubble bath. They could look after the kids and entertain the kids and you reciprocate it. Then she could go and have a bubble bath. I mean, there's the, you talk about having to have self-care as a mum. Well, this is a really fantastic way to get self-care. You're doubling up on your self-care time and only doing half as much. I mean, obviously, you need to make sure that the person is very similar to you in respect with, you know, different qualities like clean houses and all that kind of stuff. But generally, you like attract like attracts like. So if you are someone who is a very detailed person, you're probably going to attract someone who is the same, as long as you put that vibe out. Mm. But, you know... Yeah, so, I mean, you've got, what else have you got? Um, you can set, well, obviously save money and reduce financial stress, save time on the consult households. Yep, okay. So on top of that, you know, the nights and the weekends where the kids are asleep or at dad's, because that happens, I know, every single second week, sometimes kids go to dad's, you can literally hear a pin drop, right? Like it's so quiet in the house and the night seems to go on, like six hours before bed and then it can't sleep. Well, you know, it's... When you have someone with you, you can have a cup of tea or a glass of wine with them and have an adult conversation. It doesn't always have to be about, you know, anything bad, you know, oh, my ex did this or the kids did this. You can actually have a really good conversation. If you've got it lined up enough, those kids can be active if they're dads or grandparents and you can be totally by yourself. Yeah, yeah, of course, that's that's right. And I mean, I was just about to say, actually, I was I was thinking, oh, yes, there's those nights as well when the kids are asleep and you're sitting there on your own and you can't go out. And um, and, and often it's, it's a way that I'll be in and um, it's not that all my friends are out, but they're quite kind of all at home with their kids as well. So yeah. they're stuck in as well. And I mean, I have family in the UK, so um, I often get onto Skype and chat to them and that's my social Saturday night. But um, if you've got something somebody else there that's just fantastic and what also strikes a chord with me is the fact that um, it's actually Friday today so um, it's a big washing day for me because my kids go back to their dads on a Sunday morning so I get all their school uniform and everything washed tonight so just the thought of having somebody to take that off of me every now and then um, you know I'm kind of already sold on the whole idea. <laughs> oh yeah it, it is there's so many benefits and I think that you know, instead of looking at all the things that could go wrong, it's so much better to look at all the things that could go right. Yeah, you know, because great. that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, you're more likely to have a good solution and a good situation if that's where your mind is at. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I love, like I could not do this without my mom. My mom is like the most amazing person to me. And if I didn't have her support, I know I could do it, but it would still be such a struggle. So imagine living with someone to take away that struggle, the finances, the emotions, the responsibilities, the entertainment of the kids, like just looking over at them and giving them that glance like, oh, my God, I've had one of those days. And they're like, yep, I hear. And the kids are asleep. We're having that wine. You know, it's so nice. It really is. And you're definitely selling me on the idea already. <laughs> I'm liking the sound of it more and more. Um, so in your experience... What kind of matches are needed to actually make this wonderful thing work? Um, obviously, location would be fairly important, but what else would you say makes or breaks a good match? Well, I'm going to talk, and you did mention location, but I do want to talk for a second about location because it, it is really important. However, there needs to be also a bit of a reality that goes with it. 
So, for example, I'm on the Gold Coast, um, and I know not all of the listeners here understand the location and the geography of the Gold Coast, but I am I am if there was a place in Burley Heads um, and there was another place in Reedy Creek, they're 15 minutes away from each other, not on the freeway, and the one in Burley Heads is really close to schools and work, and all you can get, though, is a two-bedroom, dark, noisy old apartment for $300 a week. Most people would think that they would go to that. But if you were to go 10 minutes down the road, which is what I did, you go 10 minutes down the road and you can actually get a home for 600 that's got a four-bedroom home, a backyard, it's not noisy, and you're still paying 300 what would you do? Mm. I mean, it's like, you know, you've kind of got to have a bit of a reality check. I know a lot of people want to be so close to this and that and that, but 15 minutes drive is not a lot in the scheme of things. You spend more time at home with your kids making memories than anywhere else. So why not make them really good? Why not, you know, I just kind of feel like my backyard's beautiful because I moved a little bit further out and my kids love it and they spend every single second there. So you've got your location. I do think you have to have that reality with it. So more like a compromise more than a reality. Mm-hmm. So ages of kids, so speaking of kids, they're really important. Uh, like I wouldn't see many single mums with a 16-year-old daughter that would want to co-share with a mom, another mum that's got a son of the similar ages. I mean, I don't even need to explain why. <laughs> you would like to, I mean, gosh, how, talk about financial stress. Add that to it, no thanks. I have a 15-year-old daughter. I know exactly where you're coming from. <laughs> um, you kind of got to, you know, make sure that you're matching with people that have kids of similar ages. And I don't mean, oh, she's seven and he's seven and or she's seven. You know, my three-year-old loves playing with six-year-olds and seven-year-olds. So it does depend a lot on their maturity level. But generally, you've got to make sure the kids have a similar age because of the developmental milestones, their interests, personality. You know, they can do homework together as well, which is important. I think kids' ages and location can really make or break a house-share situation. So getting that out of the way first is really important. Make sure they're a good location. Do you kind of want to compromise? Yes, no. Kids, probably not so much of a compromise. Um, But, you know, you've got your whole thing about unofficial sisters, friendships, similar stages in life, and you really need to bond them as much as you need to bond yourself with another single mum. And people think it's hard, but there is almost now, since we spoke last, 500 people on the system, and there is a lot of kids close in age. And if they're not, they've got other ones that are. So it's not, there is actually becoming quite a lot of uh, variety to choose from. Another one, I think, is the financial stability. Um, and when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about um, the single moms. Um, I don't think that there's any reason why single moms can't question another single mom and ask for proof of income and work benefits. If you are going to, you know, you don't want your lease broken and have to find somewhere else to live because your other single mom's benefits aren't being paid to her. Mm. It's, it yeah. is, I know it is a little bit of a sensitive area for people, but I think the more information you have and the more stability that the other person can bring you, the more stable you're going to be with your kids as well. So I don't think that, you know, there is any question that's too personal to ask someone when it comes to that situation. Yeah, so just uh-huh. ask away. Don't hold back. Get all the information you need because it's going to make us, it's going to be smoother, isn't it? And not going to have any issues further down the line. Absolutely. And, you know, and I haven't mentioned it, but, you know, it's also like, you know, you really, even if you're asking about their exes, you want to know a little bit about their exes as well. Are they, are they going to be at the house? Uh, what kind of relationship mm. was that? In detail, but is it going to affect your life right now and your kids? 
that's really important as well. And I don't really talk about that because everyone's got their personal stuff they want to keep to themselves. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're having a safe and secure environment. Luckily, most of the women on the site or the ones so far all have a really good relationship with their ex-partner and their kids go off um, one week here and one week there. So it's a really positive experience for all of it, which I really love. It's actually attracting really lovely mums, which is so nice. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, so what else um, do I have? Parenting styles. Parenting styles are really important. They can do a make and a break as well. So uh, as a mum, you want your children to be brought up a certain way um, and to be exposed to other parenting styles as well in a certain way. So if you don't like to smack, you know, your kid's bum or raise your voice, then you don't want to have another mum living with you that does the same thing because it contradicts it and it sends a very confusing message to the children, um, for both children as well, not just yours. So I think that, you know, it's still in the space. So if you've got another kid that's getting smacked and you don't want your kid to see it, it's really upsetting for both kids. So... In my recommended steps in the guide, I go through all of those stages. So like we said before, you know, the holidays together and all of this kind of stuff. So if you are in someone else's living space, you can see what they do quickly as a reaction. That's what they're going to do with their children all the time. Same as you. Like you've got to remember that you might be like looking at this other person and going, oh, how are they doing this? How do well, they're doing that to you as well. So you've got to also remember that, you know, the reaction that they give, you've got to remember what you're doing as well. So... Yeah. Yeah, does that make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. Yes, so much information there. And it's all so important. But you're there to help these people through, which I suppose leads me on to my next question, which is, so for the mums listening... Um, who are interested in sh home sharing, and I'm sure many of them will be because you've really explained how it works and you've taken away a lot of the fear and worry, I think, that would be around it. What would these ladies need to do to put themselves out there and start the process to find their perfect home share family? Sign up, totally free. Create a profile listing as either a home seeker or a home sharer. So a home seeker is a single mum looking to connect with another single mum to share a home that they have got already Oh, that they want to go into a rental together with and a home sharer is the mum that already has the home. So you need to choose which one you want to be. If you've got the home or you want to see a home, you need to be really proactive. This system is like any system that connects people. You need to get on at least once a week. You need to search your matches and you need to find the people that you like and you need to connect with them. There's a contact them button. Connect with them, email back and forth, talk about things, you know, be really proactive. You can't get anything in life without working a little bit for it. The system is not magical. I do personal matches as well. That takes time and I send emails personally to people, but the system does it itself. So your goal is not to have, uh, is, is not only to have single mums listing their homes, it's available, but I'm also now trying to work on the system by bringing in what I would call pre-qualifications of mums to rentals. So if you don't have a home, that's okay. I'm about to be a qualified real estate agent. So I can set you up in a rental. So I'm making relationships with real estate agents, but you need to bring to me all your paperwork and documentation that support that you are financially stable, that you have a job, that you've got good recommendations, and then I can make it a level playing field for you and another mum and the couples that are going for the same rental. So in a way, you're kind of putting relationships second because it wouldn't be good if you and I got along, Lucy, but I suddenly had no finances. Mm. 
Absolutely. What would yeah. be the yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the next stage of the system, um, and that's a really exciting stage. I just need to find out how to make it automated. At the moment, it's quite manual. Mm. Well, and can I just say, I think that's a really good incentive for people to get on board right now as well, because you are really giving all these ladies such a wonderful personal touch and really helping them out. It's something that you can do because the system is so new. Um, it's not going to be long that you're going to have so many people listed that it is going to be a much more automated process. So really to get that premier service and to get the opportunity yeah. to work with you, jump on board now because you'll be one of the first people, you know, to get matched and you're going to have an amazing experience. They get to meet you and it's just going to be so much more personal right now so that's an encouragement for anyone thinking about it get on there and get listed now um, and Willie will really be able to help you find a perfect home and the perfect family as well and if you can just remind us Willow what your website address is where we can find you things like that yeah it's at www.shareabode.com abode.com.au um, you can find my email address on that site as well it's just admin at shareabode.com.au I am around 24-7 like you can contact me by email anytime and I'll do everything I can to help you with your situation Oh, you're brilliant. And it is totally free, remember, ladies, to list. It is entirely free. So there's no obligation. So there's no harm in just putting yourself out there and see what happens. Um, that link that Willow's just mentioned will also be um, on the on my website where this podcast is published. Um, and Willow can also be found at any time on my Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine. Um, we are partners in business, which means that we support one another in what we do. And that is basically to help single mums in as many ways as we possibly can um, so if you want to chat to Willow you can always contact her through her site but she's also always available um, on the single mum vine um, or you can ask me and I can put you in contact with her so either one of us um, and we can get you chatting to her and get things moving along for you um, look Willow you are one amazing woman and I knew that already, <laughs> so I'm delighted to have had the chance to share your amazingness with my listeners today. Um, what you're offering single parents is life-changing, and it's not just to the individuals and the families, but also, I believe, to society as a whole. I'm absolutely glued to your progress, um, and we'll be spreading the word wherever and whenever I can. So thank you for being the one to do this, um, and thank you for chatting to us today. Thank you for the uh, experience. I'm just loving it. I just love it so much. Oh, look, and also um, Willow's got another business, Parenting Reimagined, and we've actually got a podcast arranged, I think, for I, in a few weeks' time, possibly a month and a half or so, where we're going to be talking about that. So it's not just this she's doing. She's doing so much more. She, Like I say, this is one incredible woman. <laughs> um, so to all the single mums listening... Perhaps house sharing is something you would love to do, or maybe you're just starting to consider it as an option. Either way, what you have here is a system and a person who can help you. So my advice is to get on to Share Abode, get yourself listed and see what happens. Because a life with more support, more money and more time can only be a good thing. Until next time, ladies, goodbye. <laughs>